Hey, what's going on, everybody? Guys, this is probably gonna be one of the best podcast episodes you're ever gonna listen to because we're here with Pablo, the official Pablo Morales. And the funny thing is that we're here in, in, in his car, right? So I decided like to just take out my phone and we're gonna do this, all right? So you wanna say hi, Pablo, just real quick? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Pablo Morales from Arkansas. Uh, so excited to be here with Eliazar as we record this podcast for his channel. So thank you so much, Pablo, for uh, just saying yes. I mean, it's not like you can go anywhere. We're in the state. <laughs> but anyways, um, guys, real quick, before we get started on today's topic, I just want to say um, thank you so much for listening and for being patient. I've been doing a lot of traveling. Uh, I've been doing working on a lot of new projects, which I can't wait to announce. Uh, I'm doing a, a whole social media revamp and an update. Uh, the look and the way I want it to visually come out is just something totally different. And so thank you guys so much for that. And stay tuned for all my live streams on Facebook. Uh, I will be moving into a new platform soon. And it's without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So today we are talking about church growth. Or let's just do this. Let's just do this. We're going to use the title starting from scratch, starting from scratch. And Paulo's going to give us his insight, uh, maybe his experience. And um, man, guys, if you're just going to want to, you're going to want to take notes for this one. Um, another thing as well is that, you know, um, like you guys might really, really want to really reconsider some decisions that you're about to make this week after after listening to this so um we're gonna be talking about church growth and and i know maybe some of you guys maybe don't go to church uh maybe this is not really your thing but i want to encourage you because there are some key things that you could use here in your own leadership uh further whether it is your business your work and whatever but um but we're gonna be focusing here on ministry and this so all right pablo take it away all right so uh throughout the years of uh being within the church um you're able to see a lot of different things from different perspectives from the stage behind the stage and i think one of the biggest things that uh the questions that there is is how do i start a ministry from zero or what do i do now that i have this opportunity to run this ministry or this uh this movement and so i think one of the biggest things that you have to do first of all is uh know where you are and know who you're following because if you don't know who you're following then you don't know where you're going and um, what I mean by that is that you have a senior pastor you have uh, someone in charge you need to get connected to that person before you even plan anything because you're a department of something bigger and as Christians we're part we're something we're part of something so much bigger because we're part of the kingdom of God and so this works in connections you're connected to people you're connected to god and sooner or later you're going to start growing but the key thing is here you need to be connected to the main head to the main pastor to the main leader and so um, when you go into ministry uh and you're starting a a a leadership when you're starting a, a ministry you have to know where you're going so you have to set a goal you have to set a vision you have to set a mission and uh, once you have that, 
the next thing that goes into planning is you have to find a team. I think one of the worst things that you can do as a leader is try to do leadership alone. Because sooner or later, um, you can't do anything and sooner or later you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out. Uh, I tried that a few years ago and it was really frustrating. It was really stressful. Um, and I understand. Trust me, I understand because as leaders, you want to do things a certain way. And most of the time we fall into the trap of, of, say, of thinking this. Well, I have to do it because if I don't do it, then it's not going to be done the right way. But that's the beauty about leadership because leadership is not about how you do things. It's about how you're able to run a program with the people around you and teach at the same time. A leader has to be a teacher. A leader has to teach others around him how to do the same thing with the same excellence. Now, the, the, I guess the biggest question here is, are your leaders, are the people you're choosing to be on your team willing to work for it? Are they willing to learn the, the ins and outs about whatever you're going to teach them? Because the people you choose will either help you grow or they'll help you destroy you. They're either on your side or they're holding back what you're building. And so I think it's really key when you're in that moment of decision of who's going to be part of the, of the team, of who's going to be part of, of your group. You have to be really careful and really strategic of bringing people that are willing to follow people who are willing to work and people who are willing to see it through because within leadership within anything there's always uh, moments where it's bumpy there's moments where um, things are going good but there are also moments where you have fallbacks but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a failure it's just a it's a lesson you have to learn from it uh, m most of the time we see crisis as the bad thing but it's when you're in leadership you have to learn to turn your crisis into your classroom so that you can grow from it and so uh, when you're choosing leadership there's two or three different things that you have to take in mind number one do you have a diversity do you have a diversity about age do you have a diversity in style do you have a diversity in um and different mindsets because everybody thinks differently so that means that everybody brings something valuable to the table number two um, are these leaders going to stick with you throughout you know the whole process are they faithful are they uh, are they there um, that's so important because I don't want to bring someone on who's gonna only going to show up the first three uh, services or the first three events we have and then leave me stranded on the rest of the events so i think that's one of the things that you have to find and it's kind of hard to find loyalty but once you do uh it, it changes everything it's, it changes the game it changes uh the the outcome it changes the result so i mean there's a lot of things that you have to take into account so um you have to be connected to the pastor you have to form a team you have to be careful when you form a team and once you're running once you're developing whatever you're doing, uh, then the moment comes to start uh, assigning the roles because we can all be in a room, but if we don't know our role, uh, we're going to clash a lot. Uh, we had to learn that on uh, early on because um, we're all leaders. Essentially, we're all leaders to someone. But the question is, what 
is your purpose as a leader? What is your duty? What is your description? What do you have to do? Uh, what are you in charge of? Because if we're all leaders, you must be running something. And so uh, we had to learn to divide our leaders into four different departments. Uh, so we have a growth team, which I'm the leader uh, of that. We have a creative uh, and graphic designing department, which is run by one of our other leaders. Uh, one of the co-pastors, uh, co-youth pastors that we have, he runs everything that has to do with uh, praise and worship and fine arts. And then lastly, we have a welcome team. And uh, they are doing an amazing job. Um, because of them is that we have students coming back because they say man every time I walk into a UG service United Generation service I feel so welcomed I feel like at home and uh, one of our girls that uh, joined in we asked her what what makes us different from any other church what makes us different from any other place and she said I've been to seven or eight different churches and every church is good, but not every church uh, takes, takes me in as a family. And that's what made the difference. But the key thing here is that these leaders knew their role. These leaders knew what they were supposed to do or what their duty is. And so they're able to function and we're growing because we know where we're going and we know what we're doing. So you have to be connected to the pastor. You have to find leaderships. You have to uh, build that team, divide them into departments, and give them purpose. If there's one thing our generation is lacking is purpose. They're lacking uh, this, this bit of information of what am I supposed to do now. I've graduated high school. Uh, I'm, I'm, I finally have a job. But what's next for me? What's my purpose? What am I going to do? Should I be a doctor? Should I be a lawyer? Should I be uh, this? Should I be that? The question is not what should I be, but who are you? That's the biggest question because everything begins from identity. If you know who you are and if you know what you like, what, what your passions are, or even what you don't like, sometimes uh, the things that cause us uh, anger or cause us like an, an, some type of annoyance, it's for a reason because we know we could do something about it and we're not doing it. Like, uh, their emotions shouldn't be the drivers. Um, I don't think you should be led by your emotions, but they're actually good indicators of things that you have to deal with. And when your emotions uh, start bursting up, you know, if, you know, seeing kids starving or if seeing foster kids going through that process really moves you, uh, you're like, man, that's so sad, man, that's something crazy, then you should probably consider going into something that has to do with uh, child services or social work because that's an indicator that you have a passion, that there's something in there that's in your heart that you want to do something about. And that's where you should start, you know. Everybody has a different career field. Uh, the worst thing you can do is go into a career for money, is go into, uh, into something for the wrong reasons when your motives are wrong uh, sooner or later it's, it's going to bore you it's going to make you uh, it's going to make you miserable uh, so you have to be really strategic about where you're going and what you want to follow so going back to leadership 
um, when your leaders know what they're what what they're supposed to do, uh, that's the moment that they begin to develop better. And not only that, they begin to lead others in a in a specific way. So uh, we do this for this reason because sooner or later, every leader uh, they will move up to a higher place or they will transition into a different place or a different role. And so the the purpose of having different departments is to be able to uh, develop that department, but not only that, be able to recruit new people and new students because essentially leadership is always moving. Leadership will always move. The people filling the role will be different, but the, the task, the duty, the purpose stays the same. And you have to be ready for transition because you never know and so uh, yeah when when you come to talk about leadership you really really have to be strategic and intentional about building others around you Um, if you're not building uh, are you really a leader that's the question if you're not building are you really leading or are you just maintaining we were talking with Eliazar earlier and, and I was talking about the difference of maintaining a ministry and growing a ministry the thing about this is that um, maintaining means we're going to keep it the same we're not going to do anything different we're good where we are we're comfortable uh, we're complacent and complacency is, is a big giant it's a big enemy because complacency says i'm good where i am i don't need to do anything different because we're good anyways and it's it's really scary because when you fall into complacency, you begin to lose passion and it becomes really routine. So even if we compare it to the Bible, um, when we see David and Goliath, we see that we all know that story, right? Um, the key thing that caused my attention is that this giant kept coming for 40 days. But the soldiers were complacent with the bonfire and just sitting around and they got complacent to listening to the voice of Goliath uh, challenging them but they wouldn't do anything and so this young boy comes into the field to bring uh, hams, uh, grilled cheese to his brothers and all of a sudden he hears the giant saying this and he asks like what's going on how come, no, how come you let this uncircumcised how come you let this enemy of us offend us like that and you guys are just sitting there why because they had fallen into complacency I mean, the bonfires, the marshmallows, just being fed. I mean, they were getting paid to sit there, so might as well, right? But the thing is that giants are always going to be around us if we're always sitting down and being complacent. Uh, People's lives, students, uh, ministries are never going to develop if we're complacent. We're just trying to maintain something instead of growing. Growing Growing says... Uh, you're going to have to work for me. Growing says you're going to have to challenge yourself to go beyond what you think you can do. Ch- uh, growth says you're going to have to be creative to be able to do something different. Because it's really easy to fall into the norm. But if you're a true leader, you have to always be innovating. You always have to be going beyond what you've already done. So what we do every three months is that we evaluate where we are. We evaluate where we've been and we evaluate where we are. And then we have to make a plan and start making innovations for where we're going. 
because a, a ministry and a leadership that's growing and moving always has to think about the future, always has to think about making changes, not to seem cool, not to, uh, I guess, be flashy, but changes are for growth. Anytime you make a change, it's for growing. It's anytime you make a change, it's for um, bettering what you already have. And so it's not about being good. It's about being better. And after you become better, how do we make this uh, the best, you know, because you can't just sit there and be like, oh, we have something good. You have to learn how to make it better. And once you get better, you have to learn how to make it the best. And so that's if, if you had to ask me, you have to be connected. You have to search for a team. You have to build that team. You have to define them, have to define the roles. And after you've defined, you have to evaluate where you are. After evaluation, you just got to do the work. You got to do the work. Uh, I could say that I, I want to put it this way. 50% of what you do is planning and meetings and sitting down and going back and forth with, with ideas. The other 50%, the 25% is the work and 25% is evaluating. Evaluating, evaluating, evaluating anything that you do because um, you're going to plan it, you're going to carry it out, but after that, you have to evaluate because it always can be better. And so, leadership is, is constant moving, constant working, constant planning, and constant connecting. You have to be connecting. Um, in the past three or four years, um, I've, I've been in leadership for about six, seven years. But in the past three or four years, I've learned this principle of making connections, of networking, meeting people, because people are influence. And when you have influence in different places, it changes the whole ballgame. Because now um, you can go anywhere and you know that you have influence and you have people there. Um, I guess the biggest example I can give is that uh, a few months back, uh, Eliazar was in California, and uh, I had mentioned that I had a few friends in, in California, and he he hit me up and he was like, "Hey man, I'm in California. Uh, I'm kind of a bit stranded. I'm I'm good." He's like, "But I need a place to crash," and I was like, "Okay, well let me talk to my contacts." And uh, sure enough, I was able to to contact someone, and they were able to host him that weekend. And now he's built a connection with them, a friendship, and he has open doors to go back. And that's the beauty of connections and networking that you begin to meet people. You begin to uh, make this group of, of, of friends and family that anytime you go to those places, you have an open door and you're growing and they're growing because of it. That's I think that's why the Bible says proverbs that iron sharpens iron because you help each other grow uh solo leadership is really miserable because all the weight all the responsibilities over one person but when you have a team when you have friends it makes everything so much easier and not just easier but it makes everything more enjoyable because it's one thing to climb the mountain by yourself it's another thing to climb a mountain with friends and people around you it's exciting and so if there's something i could give to you is don't climb the mountain alone.
Thank you so much, Paolo, for that. That was truly amazing, and I, I learned so much just from that. I'm definitely going to get my le- my leadership to look at this, and, and we're going to study this, review this, everything that, you, that, that you've talked about with us today. So thank you so much for that, man. I really value and, and your friendship, and I honor, I honor your leadership as well with that. Guys, um, I also want to just quickly touch on it. I was going to try to do another episode on this, but I think I'm just going to say it right now. Like, you know, don't be afraid, be afraid to kill something. Like, don't, don't be afraid to kill something. I'm, I'm, when I'm talking about that is like, uh, let's just say you just got into a new <clears throat> church or you're in a new ministry now and you were just handed something. Um, maybe with like uh, some, old, maybe the the old leadership from the old, you know, le- uh, from the old leader or whatever, and you were just kind of like, yeah, you got all the hand me downs, you know, and everything was just struggling, man. Things were just going well. Look, I'm gonna be, t- I'm gonna tell you something, you know. Of course, also being connected to the passion and everything, but don't be afraid to just kill the ministry and start something all over, rebrand it, you know kind of weed out the things that that weren't making it grow um and just rebrand it redo it restart something new and treat it like it's something like it's something that you can definitely launch with a whole new team if not uh adjusting the team that you have and probably getting some new people some new blood on board and just to add on to that um that's really good um but my suggestion or or that i could add is do it in phases, um, yes. because uh, when you ch- when you start making changes, that's really good and people notice. But you gotta do it in phases, kind of in transitions. Because um, I I went through that. We had to make some changes, but the way I did it is that we did it through phases. Like uh, in three months, we changed something. We started adding on slowly. We added things on, and I think the biggest word here that I could uh, give you. Is that when you're, uh, especially like with your senior pastor and the people you work around, uh, may be careful of not imposing, because sometimes imposing seems as rude, or they don't take it very well, especially if there's someone above you. But let me give you this word: start suggesting, start throwing ideas out, not to challenge, but to make it better. Um, so when I when we started making changes here. Um, one of our leaders uh, made this mistake of trying to impose uh, started to demand things and and I told him I was like you need to suggest and you need to be careful of not trying to demand anything when um, you're not the one in charge you have this opportunity at your hand be smart with it be wise Uh, and I gave this example Uh, imagine if I were to walk in your house uh, you're the owner of the house. You have the keys. And there's a painting on the wall that is just hideous. It's ugly. And I would walk in and be like, you need to take that down because that's ugly. They're going to be offended. They'd be like, who are you to tell me what to do and how to run, you know, how to decorate my house? But if I were to walk into their house and be like, you know what? I like that painting. But can I suggest a different painting? It would look so much better. And... Your house would look more like if it's nice now, it'd look nicer if you put this painting up. It changes the whole feeling of the conversation and it changes the whole outcome of that conversation as well. So sometimes it's not so much imposing but suggesting 
And slowly you make, begin to make changes and start killing things that are around you uh, to make it better. But you just be careful and be wise with the changes that you make. Absolutely. I, I really do agree on the phases, uh, doing everything in different phases. Uh, trying to close up uh, the point that I was uh, going for was, you know, maybe rebranding something would probably be better than just trying to keep up an old ministry that had a bad reputation or that, you know, just do, do it. You, you basically got to weed and tweak. I mean, when I took over our you know, youth ministry at the church, I, I, I just did so many changes, of course, in the course of a period of time, but where we are today does not look like what it looked like back then. We made the small changes. Um, and, and, you know, when you're truly going on faith and you're walking with God, there will be people that will be moved out, uh, of, of that. If it's not part of the vision, People will weed themselves out like, man, I'm sorry, this is just not for me. And the people that actually, you know, wanted a, the ones that told me I want to get closer to God, I, I need to step down, you know, they don't even come to the church anymore. So, you know, whatever needs to happen, it hurts because you develop relationships. It hurts because, you know, you thought they would be with you in the long run. But, you know. Whatever needs to happen, you need to say, God, I want it just to be done in your timing. I would like for it to be done now. But whatever is your best timing, God, I, I would like for this to happen because I want to show the best of the best in our church. And I always want to present the best to you. And I always want to be the, the positive example. And I want to tell you guys this. As time goes on, you know, remind yourself or ask yourself this. If my church was gone today, would my community miss it? Would my community miss it? Right? And so, again, um, this is all starting from scratch. Uh, I'm really excited about the uh, the next episode, which I won't tell you what I'm going to talk about. But um, I'm going to encourage you to take a look at the next one, okay? I want to thank so much to Pablo. This isn't, this isn't the first time that... Um, <clears throat> I mean, this isn't the last time that he's going to be on the podcast here. So, thank you so much, Pablo. Any last, uh, any last uh, responses? No, um, just... Be faithful. Keep working. Um, leadership can sometimes be busy and crazy, but just remember, um, you're working for someone greater than yourself and greater than whatever organization you're in. But um, just remember that it's worth it. Uh, it's it's what everything you do is worth it, and it's it's worth working for. Um, and you know, good luck in everything. God's gonna use you. God's going to help you with this. Uh, put in the right hands. Put in the uh, put in the work, and in time, in the in the right time, you'll start seeing the fruit. Um, I, I'm a great believer that God didn't call me to be busy; He called me to be fruitful, and that's what I work towards. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Paulo, for everything, guys. Thank you so much for listening and checking this out again. Take a look at all my latest content that I'm doing. I got new episodes available. Um, uh, right now I am still currently on Facebook uh, Live So uh, take a look at all my live streams there And uh, you can follow Pablo on Instagram At Pablo Morales With an S Correct Pablo Morales Official Alright So go ahead, go ahead and follow him And of course uh, mine Which is uh, at Elazar Sessions on Instagram So anyways guys I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm believing in you. And to share this with somebody who really needs it. Preferably a youth leader. All right. 
or, or a leader that needs it. All right. God bless. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Let's go.